0: Rumors are beginning to circulate around the whole Jonathan Majors incident. It looks like the MCU is coming up with a backup plan just in case things don't work out with Jonathan Majors and uh, Kang the Conqueror. Also, Kevin Foggy seems like he's going to be looking for some experienced directors to start working on MCU movies going forward. Is this a good idea or not? And today is Monday, April 17th. And Isaac from Kaboom comics is not here today. He will be here tomorrow. So we're going to do a on the trade block review. I'm your host, Amir. And this is the one in 100 podcast. All right. So Jeff Snyder, the, uh, mcu dcu insider who seems to know everything that's going on Um, he was on uh, the hot mic podcast and he was speaking about um, the mcu and what their potential plans could be for moving forward with jonathan majors i mean as you guys know uh he had a situation that went down and He's saying that he's innocent. His lawyer saying that he's innocent. Uh, but it seems like they're taking him uh, a, quite a long time to kind of get to the verdict. You know, like he's still going. It seems like he's still going to be going to court as of now. Um, the judge hasn't thrown anything away, at least from what I know. Uh, so I don't know, man. This seems like it's going to be playing out for for a little while, man. Uh, it's been a whole lot of drama. I tried to wait and see what was going on when it came to this situation i mean i made some statements a couple weeks ago on um the saturday show with Kay. you know just talking about how people try to assassinate your character without having any facts uh so that's not what this is uh this is basically you know the insider jeff snyder uh said that the mcu you know like they're looking into seeing what they need to do just in case uh jonathan majors is guilty you know or who knows you know whatever the verdict is when that situation comes to a close whether they're going to move forward with him or whether they're not but what he kind of said was that um they're looking for a damson or Dimpson idris type of uh, person to play this role, just in case they don't move forward with Jonathan Majors. Uh, this isn't anything that's set in concrete, but that would be the type of actor that they're looking for. Now, if you don't know who dimson Edris is, he was on—he's on Snowfall, or you know, I think this is the last season or so of Snowfall. Uh, you know, great actor. He's got something coming out with Brad Pitt, uh, according to uh, Jeff Snyder in his quote. uh, It is something that he's going to be doing on Apple TV, uh, a movie with Brad Pitt. Basically, he's going to be a NASCAR racer. So it seems like they're going to be doing something pretty cool. And uh, and the budget on that film is one hundred and fifty to two hundred million dollars. So it's going to be a pretty big film. But. Yeah, they're looking for someone like him now. My question is, why not just get him? If <laughs> I mean, there's he, there's only one Dempson Idris, you know. Like, just go ahead and grab him up if he's available. Uh, if you decide to move forward from Jonathan Majors, um, but the thing that I find interesting about this whole thing, and I'm always going to go back to Ezra Miller because I feel like. He has gotten away with a lot of BS um, and people are like, oh, you know, this this thing just happened recently. The Flash film was already shot and recorded, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's not the case. The Flash movie went into production in 2020 and that was um The first time you heard about Ezra Miller getting into an altercation at a bar with a female that uh, he allegedly choked. And that was like the first time you started hearing things about Ezra Miller uh, as far as violence against women goes. Uh, Before that, it was like a marijuana charge or possession or something like that in 2019 so it's like yeah he, he the movie still got made is still coming out now I'm not defending Jonathan Majors or what he's done if he is accused of that I don't know if he's done if he's guilty or not and I'm not defending him but I will say that it's very interesting that other people get a billion chances if they make a quote-unquote mistake so we'll see how this thing goes forward. I'm definitely going to keep my eye on this situation. Hopefully I don't have to report that he's being replaced, but we shall see because Kang the Conqueror has a big, big to do with the MCU going forward. And Idris, not Idris, uh, Jonathan Majors, Seems like he was going to have a lot of work and he's going to be making a lot of money with the MCU. So hopefully everything, uh, works out for him and his, and you know, in his favor. So with that said, uh, I know you guys are used to hearing Isaac on Monday doing the previews for your pool list, but he will be here tomorrow because he had business to tend to, uh, with Kaboom Comics. And of course that comes first. So he'll be checking in with us tomorrow to give you guys an update on what's going to be out at the shops this week. But coming up next. We have on the trade block with myself. I'm going to be reviewing a really dope trade that I checked out in uh, last week, actually. So let's get to it. All right, welcome to uh, On The Trade Block. We haven't done this in a while, and uh, I figured it was a good time to do it because I literally just finished um, this story called Do A Powerbomb by Daniel Warren uh, Johnson. Now, I talked about this story uh, a couple weeks ago on on a Saturday show with Kay. So, you know, I finally got a chance to sit down, and I read the whole book. It's seven issues in this trade paperback. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson is the writer, and he's also – the artist on the story and then he has a guy named mike spicer who is doing the colors for the story all right now first off the artwork is amazing all right um and i'll just get that part out the way anybody that can write and do art on a story they just get all the respect from me man there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that do it they don't do it well all the time but then there's some guys that and and ladies that just knock it out of the park and uh he did a great job with this one man daniel warren johnson did an awesome job so the story is a wrestling story okay uh i haven't watched wrestling since maybe early early 2000s man like i used to watch raw and wcw and all that stuff man but i i kind of fell off as i got older but this is like a love letter to wrestling but like to the level of like 10 (laughs) so the story basically starts off with uh this incredible match between uh, uh a young lady named Yao Steel Rose and a guy named Cobra Sun and they're like the top tier wrestlers you know y'all y'all steel rose is the champion and you know they're they're just going at it and the action oh my god the action during every single uh match in this book is just phenomenal all right but you know something tragic happens during that fight and Yao uh still Rose actually dies in the ring in front of her daughter Luna uh and the story goes from there Luna actually grows up to be a wrestler you know everybody knows who her mother is and you know she's really green when it comes to experience and things like that in the ring and she's not that great but uh, her mother's friend i believe his name is blood he she wants him to train her but he doesn't do it because her father doesn't want her to really wrestle you know what i'm saying he doesn't want that to happen but then she gets this opportunity I guess you could say opportunity of a lifetime, and this is when this story becomes like a comic book. She like meets this guy named Necrotun or Willard Necrotun, and he's a necromancer or miser, and basically he tells her that he can bring her mother back to life if she joins in on this, like ultimate tag team tournament uh, and the winners whoever wins gets an opportunity to bring someone back to life uh, so she obviously takes the, the time to think about it and then she decides to do it but she doesn't have a tag team partner so it turns out the person that is going to be the tag team partner is uh cobra son the, the the man that killed her mother in the ring uh, they team up and man like i don't want to spoil anything for this story or of this story for you guys because like there was a huge reveal after issue two like after these two become tag team partners there's this huge reveal um that really just took the story to another level now like i said this story like you know, it started off kind of like realistic and everything, but then they go to this other like world and they start wrestling these crazy tag teams. Like um, there's a gorilla tag team. It's It's, it's insane, but the love in this story for wrestling is all over it, man, especially during the times when they're having the matches and the announcer, like I just heard Jim Ross all over this, all over this book, man. Um, There's a whole lot of high flying acrobatic flips and, you know, different moves that you would see like in in the old days in wrestling. It was just amazing, man. I really, really enjoyed this story. Um, I don't it's not going to be another volume of this. I don't believe I mean, it ended on a note where it could be fine. Uh, I mean, but I wouldn't be mad if he brought it back another one. If Daniel Warren Johnson wrote another story, but I'll say this, yeah, he put everything he had into this story uh, and it was it was just beautiful. It was a beautiful story and wild at the same time. Like when I tell you the last issue on who these two have to face in the last issue, because obviously the the Necroton guy, he couldn't you know give them what he was promising anybody like he doesn't have that type of power but the person that they fought against in a handicap match in the last issue has the power to do what they want and yeah That was amazing. I really enjoyed this story. I highly recommend it. The hype on this story was real. Like I said, it's seven issues. It's a very fast read. If you don't have a lot of other books piling up like I did, the artwork is incredible. The the, just what he does in all the all the fight fighting matches and everything like that. Just man, amazing. The last the one of the last matches was like some ECW type of stuff. So it was it was super dope. And I highly recommend you checking this book out. If you find the trade, don't hesitate. Just go ahead and pick this story up. You will not regret it, especially if you are a wrestling fan from back in the day. You will not regret it. But that is on the trade block, man. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Go pick up Dual Powerbomb uh because I said so. All right, so we got a MCU spy now you know Kay always makes the joke that we have a DCU spy that you know steals our ideas and doesn't even get us give us any credit well it looks like we got an MCU spy now as well we got more news from Jeff Snyder this article is coming from CBR uh, Jeff Snyder once again was on the Hot Mic podcast this, this is a great podcast for a whole lot of spec news man let me tell you um, but he basically said that Kevin Foggy the CEO of uh, Marvel uh you know in foggy we trust he is looking to uh hire more established uh directors um and you know filmmakers for the mcu going forward uh and basically the quote says um foggy does want to hire more established talent behind the camera and obviously this rumor hasn't been confirmed yet by marvel or disney and honestly it's not going to be all right. They're not going to, they're not going to confirm that because they don't want to crap all over the directors that they have been working with in the past, you know, movies with phase four uh, and recently, obviously with uh, Ant-Man and stuff, they don't want to crap all over those guys, man. Those, those people have done the best with the talent that they, that they had, excuse me. And I honestly, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said this might have maybe a month ago where me and Kay were just talking about phase four and Ant-Man and things like that. And when you go back and look, some of these directors have not directed big time films like anything that's in the MCU. Like they have TV experience, which is cool. They, you know, you got to get your experience somewhere, but when fans have come to expect big things from the MCU you cannot you cannot you cannot hire rookies uh in that field to come helm your your MCU it just it just can't work that way and to me it's very hard to operate in the MCU and we've heard this from James Gunn who was a great director it's it was really tough to operate in the MCU After the blip. All right. Especially with all the movies and TV shows and everything trying to connect, it's very hard to operate. And what I said a couple weeks ago with Kay was that maybe they should just get a group of writers and a group of directors, that's it, maybe five and five or four and four, or whatever. And those, that group of directors and writers come up with a concept for whatever that phase is going to be. And they work together. Don't be putting it together piece by piece, bringing this director, bringing in that writer. Like we're seeing a whole lot of scrambling going on and I'm happy. I'm happy that, If this is true, I'm happy that this is something that Kevin Foggy is looking to do because um, the MCU is it's weak right now. Okay, (laughs) that's just a fact It's very weak right now. I mean, obviously, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming, but that's James Gunn. We already know what to expect from James Gunn. And this is his last movie with the MCU for a while. So, you know. He's going to go out on a good note, I'm hoping, and that'll be it. And he's already said his movie doesn't really connect to anything else that's been going on in the MCU because the Guardians of the Galaxy are in a distant place. They're in they're in the space. So he's not going to connect a lot of things to what's been going on after the blip. So I really hope that uh, this is true. I hope that we can see uh, some established directors that have, you know, They've worked with projects that have big budgets. You know, and it's it's not a a lot of pressure on them to have to do something with a big budget like this. So we'll see. Um, But yeah, man, Jeff Snyder, you know, out here dropping these uh, (laughs) these big rumors and speculations once again. But um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But that'll do it for today's episode of the one in 100 podcast. Like I said, Isaac will be here tomorrow, April 18th to give us those previews for your pull list. Uh, And that's even that even works for you guys, man, because it's D.C. data so you'll be able to go right to the shop and pick up those dope books that are coming out uh, make sure you guys tune in on Wednesday because JT will be here to give us his reviews for new comic book day and me and Kay will be wrapping up the week on Saturday with our regular Chibata boy antics and talking crazy about all this stuff that we love man so yeah make sure you guys tune in hit that subscribe button I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, review for do power Bomb. it's really a dope book man so I, I would really highly suggest you go check it out especially if you grew up in the 90s or in the 80s watching uh wrestling man it's got that it's got that love all in the book man so yeah that'll do it for me uh i will see you guys tomorrow well i'll hear you'll hear me tomorrow and then on wednesday so i'm your host amir and this is the one in 100 podcast